Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Michael K Show podcast. Listen live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. Number three, the five o'clock hour in New York City, week between Christmas and uh, New Year. The guys will be back uh, after the New Year, I think, right, Ty? Nobody told us anything about hosting the show next week, did they? Uh, I think anything? we just got it. We got a text that the show sure. sounds so good they might bring us back next week. By the way, you, can we be you on realize, yes? Can we get on? I got all dressed up today. We're not even on yes. Oh, man, you got to pull some strings. Maybe we talk, start talking some baseball. Uh, we could we could get on the Yes Network. By the way, so that that sound, the, the music you heard to start uh, the five o'clock hour. Do you realize what that signifies? What is that? That we did not say anything worthy enough of a rejoin. Mm. Oh, you listen to the show too much, Ty. <laughs> it was like, uh, I was like, yeah, can't get anything from that hour. They, you know, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna actually point. God's gonna be the guy who who wants a quarterback. Uh, <laughs> Quarterback carousels for every team. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to be the rejoin point guard. We were actually going to replay that call at 7.15 so we can get out of here a little early. Pat Mahomes and uh, Chase Daniel making $7 million a year each. Splitting oh, reps with the Kansas City Chiefs. Chase I'm having Daniel's fun, though. This this has been this has been great. It's flying by. Calls have been outstanding outside of that one uh, goofball. But we're doing pretty good. Who? Uh, Russell Wilson's agent? Doing all right. Russell <laughs> Wilson, did you see what Sean Payton said? This is strictly about winning football games. He knows the economics part of it, but this is about giving them a spark. Jared yeah. Stidham. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Spark it up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're here till 7.30. The reason for that, the Knicks are in the central time zone. And they're taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder. So I'll have pregame coverage for you at 7.30 ahead of the 8 o'clock game between the Knicks and the Thunder. So the Knicks have three tough games this week all on the road. I mean, this month has been... Have you seen the Knicks schedule this month? I've lived it to a a certain extent because this is the first road trip this month I have not been on. But they have played, by the end of this month, will have played three games at Madison Square Garden the entire month. One against the Toronto Raptors and two... Against the Milwaukee Bucks, thank you very much. And then that Suns game that at the at that point was, in my estimation, the best win of their season when Jalen Brunson dropped fifty on my guy KD and, and Devin Booker in Phoenix. That was the start of ten straight games against teams uh, above five hundred, and it was coming off of a, a pathetic loss against Utah. But you follow that up. Yeah, you lost that Clippers game, beat the Lakers, beat the Nets, split mm-hmm. with the Bucks, and now Four you and got two. a chance. Now you got a chance against a really good Thunder team, uh, coming off of a win yesterday, a, a, a sensational win at home against uh, the Timberwolves. You got a chance to make another statement because Oklahoma City ha- 
has been one of the best teams, not just in the West, but, but in, all, in all of basketball. And they feature a guy who's going to be in the MVP conversation, uh, SGA. So this is a fun matchup tonight. Big, big test uh, for this Knicks team. And of course, this Knicks preview on 98.7 ESPN is driven by Ramsey Mazda. So the Knicks, and they this rarely happens or has rarely happened this year, they're actually rested and they're catching a team on the second night of a back-to-back as the Thunder were in action last night. Um, 17 and 12 for the Knicks. You've got to be happy with that because it's been a tough schedule. This They've played, I think, 12, 12 home games and 17 games on the road. Um, and then three more road games coming up. They've played Boston three times. They've played Milwaukee four times. They've only gotten to play Detroit once. Um, and I made, made the Sadly. point yesterday. This is that there. That's coming. This is a, a different feeling for the Knicks fan experience. Really, since you go back to the 2012-2013 season, which is a long time ago, Ty. It's more than a decade ago. That year where they won 54 games and Carmelo led the NBA in scoring. They went to the second round and lost to the Pacers in six games. That was really the last time where the Knicks were good from the beginning of the season all the way through into the playoffs. So even the last couple of years, last year they made the playoffs, they win 47 games. They were 10-13 and 13 on December the 4th. Uh, two years ago when Tom Thibodeau started, they were about a 500 team. They were, you know, at like 25-25. and 25. Then they got hot at the end of the season, pushed towards the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. You know, this is a different feeling. It's 17-12. and 12. They've been good throughout, despite the challenging schedule. The question that remains, though, for this Knicks team is, how much higher can they climb? Is this what they are? Are they, are they just that, a good team that's going to go to the playoffs, that's going to have a good chance to win a first-round series, and then max out from there? So just before I answer that question, um, just to for you know enhance that point you just made about you know how long it's been since they started the year off this strong, I, I can point to this. So you know every off season the task is finding that superstar, finding that franchise changing player who's going to elevate you to championship contention. The cost of not having that guy is you cannot compete realistically in a playoff series barring injuries with Milwaukee with Boston you know you're not going to be in that conversation with Denver and with uh, the Clippers however you feel about the lake like the contenders but uh, the benefit uh, of not overhauling your roster is you get a bunch of guys who played well last year who all like each other who are very well coached there's no uh, period of trying to figure it out these guys are very you know, accustomed to, to playing with each other. Obviously, they had some success last year. You brought in, what, one new piece in Dante DiVincenzo, but for the most part, everyone has returned, and we've seen that chemistry on both ends, on offense and on defense. And every time you watch the Knicks, I, I said this to you yesterday, like win or lose, there's not too much to complain about. Like This is a really good team that's fun to watch, highlighted by two all-stars, Jalen Brunson, of course, and then Julius Randle, who outside the first couple weeks of the season where he was dealing with that, you know, that um, recovery from the ankle surgery, he's been fantastic this year. So it's a fun group, man. And, and, and Tom Thibodeau, a lot of pressure coming in into this season. He's going to be looking for that contract extension. I, I think he's been exceptional. There's not, not a lot that you have to complain about if you're a Knicks fan. Tom Thibodeau's been exceptional since he – took the head coaching job during COVID and he's but, the first most important piece that came together for this team because you remember people were trying to get him up out of here uh, when? after they won the coach of the uh, yeah. two years ago 
He won the coach of the year. And then they took a step backwards because the personnel yeah. didn't fit his system. They brought in yeah. Fournier. They re-signed Nerland's Noel coming off a career year. They took a step backwards. Listen. Kemba Walker. Yeah, that was a Kemba lot Walker was wrong. a big piece there. Yeah, they brought in a lot of offensive-minded guys who couldn't play his style of defense. And they got rid of Walker. Fournier's rotting on the bench. And they have their nice, tight, solid nine-man rotation now. And he's coaching the way he wants to coach. And you're seeing the results. Listen, people always want to get rid of Tom Thibodeau. I was doing post-game. Post game from the post game after their last game last season, game six in Miami. Season had just ended. We wrap up the post game show. We did about an hour call in show right here. Uh, season over. By all measures, a successful season last yep. year for the Knicks. After missing the playoffs the previous year, they went to the playoffs. They won a playoff series for the first time in a decade. They took the, they were two games away from the Eastern Conference Finals. I had more than one call in that hour call in show, like an hour after the season ended saying that they need to move on from Tom Thibodeau. So that's what you're dealing with here in New York. That's, well, the, that's yeah. the expectation and, the, and, and the, the, the mindset of this fan base here in New York, which, you know, it's not the worst thing because it shows the passion of yeah. the Knicks fans, but there's also, there, there, you could count on one hand the coaches in the NBA right now that I would rather have leading this team than Tom Thibodeau. The, the knock on him... Uh, fair or unfair, is that during the regular season, he gets his guys to play with such a level of urgency every single night that once you get to the playoffs, uh, to some degree they're burned out. Like we saw that in, in Chicago, we saw it in Minnesota, and we saw it in New York. Now my pushback would be maybe it's not that they're burned out. Maybe it's that they overachieve during the regular season because he's such a really good head coach. He maximizes the talent on the roster. You get to the playoffs, and now your expectations are enhanced because you saw what the product looked like during the regular season, but they tapped out because they, you, you get to a point where you're at a talent disadvantage. Like they, they, They're not, to me, why I say their, their ceiling is the second round, it's not really a coaching thing. It's just... I don't think you're beating Boston or Milwaukee in a playoff series. Typically in the NBA, talent wins, barring significant injury. And with Giannis, Dame, Middleton, or Tatum, Brown, and Drew Holiday, Chris Stats, Porzingis, you're at, a, you're at a, in my opinion, a massive talent uh, disadvantage. As are most teams in the NBA. Yeah. The, the critiques of Tibbs that you just described, I, I, there are some elements that are true in those criticisms. But I don't think it's a burnout factor from the players. He does treat the regular season games differently than most other coaches. He treats every regular season game like it's a postseason game. It's the only way he knows how to coach. He grinds his team through an 82-game season. And then he gets to the playoffs. And then in the playoffs, every single team is treating those games like they're playoff games because they're playoff games. So the preparation advantage that I think does exist for the Knicks during the regular season is not there in the playoffs because every single coach is digging in and grinding through each and every game and trying to take advantage of matchup things and tendencies that they see. They coach the other coaches coach differently in the playoffs. Tibbs coaches the same way in the regular season in the playoffs, and that's kind of the equalizer because then it goes back to talent, and you are facing teams in most cases in the playoffs who have more talent. Now, last year was an exception, and I said I can count on one hand the amount of coaches that I would pick ahead of Tom Thibodeau 
when the Knicks lost in the second round of the playoffs last year, they lost to a team coached by probably one of those coaches in Eric Spolstra of the, the Miami The best Heat. coach in the NBA. There you go. Right now. Because and, and, and that wasn't Popovich a talent thing, by the way. That yeah. wasn't a, they didn't, the Knicks didn't have less talent than the Heat. Correct. They didn't lose that because of talent. Yeah, there's a... I, I, I get annoyed. They lost the to the whole, Hawks because of talent two years I, ago. I, I, I get annoyed with the whole Heat culture thing, but it's, it's really rooted in that that organization just has championship pedigree, and they know how to win. Uh, the 50-50 balls they get to, those you know clutch shots in crunch time, which, by the way, like Knicks almost, remember Gabe Vincent tried to give that game away in game six at the end of it last year. Uh, what was it, the flagrant foul? It was, it was a big On Jalen play. Brunson. Yeah, the flagrant Brunson foul. In the face. Yep. Yeah, the flagrant foul. He tried to give it away. But Miami just, in big games, in critical moments, regardless of who's on the roster, it could be Jimmy Butler or some random undrafted free agent like Caleb Martin. Uh, they just know how to get it done. And the Knicks are you know, a team that, yes, can beat Miami or Cleveland, but it's going to come down to how you measure up against Milwaukee, how you measure up against Boston, because everyone is predicting that that's where the Eastern Conference is going through. Those are the two best teams maybe in the NBA outside of Denver. And if they are one and two, you're going to see one of them in the second round of the playoffs. They have more talent than the Knicks do. That's been proven on the court in six out of seven meetings and this season. And they also have more length. And that's where the Knicks are deficient. The Knicks are not a big team. And, and less so now without Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson was getting some buzz as a all-defensive player the way that he played the first couple of months, and now he's gone for the foreseeable future, likely for the rest of the season. Mitchell Robinson really impacted the way teams played offensively against the Knicks. The the one thing, even with Mitchell Robinson, the one thing that gave him trouble as a defender was having to guard big guys who can go outside and shoot the three-pointer. Well, who has guys like that? Milwaukee has Brooke Lopez, and Boston has Chris Stapps Porzingis. Yeah, I mean, and and to defend Mitchell Robinson, most uh, defensive bigs have problems with those who can bring them away from the basket because you're most comfortable uh, guarding closer to the basket, and he was an eraser on defense. So that's, that's a huge— Well, he, he was more comfortable than most guarding closer to the basket this year. Yeah, and he is someone who also, on the offensive end, provides value not because of his scoring— um, and, and you know he struggles with like those those lob. How, how many times you watch if you're a Knicks fan those lobs to the basket and he's just fumbling all over the place because he has bad hands. But his value on offense is just the the offensive rebounding, keeping possessions alive. And when the Knicks hit threes at the clip that they're capable of, we're seeing Brunson have a career year from from beyond the arc. You know, quickly can hit the three. Uh, you know, DiVincenzo, he, he's a, a marksman. He's, he's, that's why he's there. Grimes, he can get hot. So they've got a, a number of shooters. And when you have a guy like that keeping possessions alive, it's huge for your offense. So they're going to miss him on both ends. I, I, I still think despite that, though, in the regular season, this, this team can still, in my opinion, get to as high as three. Now, right now, there's six. Uh, what is it, three games back of the Sixers? It's a little early to be doing st- standings watch. But I, I still think that they can get to as high as three, and that will be optimal. I don't think you want to play Philly in round one. 
I don't think that's what you want to do. Maybe you can beat Philly. No, you don't want to play Philly in round one because that's usually before Joel Embiid gets hurt. <laughs> you want to catch yeah, them in round two when he's the, done for the season. Yeah, Sixers usually uh, their their playoff shortcomings have been happening in, in the second round. You know, Joel Embiid, by the way, the only MVP in NBA history never to get past the second round. How about that for a trivia question, in MSG? Uh, so if you if you find yourself in a, a three six matchup with the Sixers, that's not ideal because you're trying to carve out a way to upset like the Bucks or the Celtics. Hard to to do that when your first round matchup is against a, a team uh, like Philadelphia. You know, and beats physical, and that, that'll be a, a series that you'll be underdogs in. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Pat O'Keefe and Ty Butler on the K Show, previewing the Knicks' upcoming road trip, which begins tonight in Oklahoma City against the Thunder, who have the third best record in the Western Conference. Our pregame coverage of that one begins at seven thirty after we're done here. Um, so stick around for that. It, it, more to why the Knicks are so successful during the regular season. I'm, I'm just pulling this up now. You mentioned it earlier. Who's on the injury list for the for the Brooklyn Nets tonight, for example? Nick Claxton, their starting center, is out. Spencer Dinwiddie, their starting point guard, is out. Cam Johnson, their starting wing, is out. Ben Simmons, of course, is out. Lonnie Walker is out. And Dorian Finney-Smith, another starter for them, is questionable. Another reason why the Knicks are so successful during the regular season, they don't take games off. Randall hasn't missed a game yet this season. Jalen Brunson, who how many times a game is Jalen Brunson on the floor? The way he drives, the way he just throws his body all over the place. He leads the league in taking charges. Hasn't missed a game yet this season. R.J. Barrett rarely misses a game. He missed three in a row earlier in the season because he had migraines. Kind of a fluke thing right there. These guys, even if they're not 100%, play Randall. every single night. And that, Randall especially. Randall, we yeah. were in uh, the beginning of the month. Knicks played the Pistons on a Thursday. Barely held on to win, by the way. Go to Toronto, second night of a back-to-back, and Randall at the beginning of the day was listed as questionable with a leg injury. And of course he took the court that night, and he had one of his best games of the season. The guy is physically unable to take a game off if he's able to play. And then I read a story earlier in the year, because uh, we were all wondering, uh, so, something's off about him to start the season. Like, he was wildly inefficient. And then I, I forget the reporter who wrote the story. I, I, I promise I would give you credit if I remember it. But, you know, there were some Nick coaches who had suggested maybe he take some time off to continue recovering. And he said, no, I want to play. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, I, I've become such a, a big defender of Julius. Because, like, I, I get it. The When you fail in the postseason, that is judged differently than w- what happens in the regular season, right? Like, we're going we're gonna to tr- we're, we're hold you accountable accountable for your shortcomings and your failures in the playoffs and sometimes the bad body language flipping off with the fans I get it but this guy's been remarkable since being here he's been an incredible free agent signing just just watch the games look at the numbers you would not have made the playoffs twice in the last four years if not for this guy no question about that. Twice in the last three years, it'll be three times in four years when they go to the playoffs yeah. this season. I started to make the point earlier that this whole thing turned around when Tom Thibodeau became the head coach in 2020 when the season shut down because of the pandemic. The second biggest thing to happen was as a result of Tom Thibodeau being the head coach, he's the one who turned around Julius Randle's career. Randle's first year in New York, that was the David Fisdale year. He was fired. Mike Miller came in and finished the year as the interim head coach. Randle was 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 awful that year. 
Yeah. I mean, he averaged 19 and 9, so the counting numbers were good, but he was awfully inefficient. And, you know, it was a poorly constructed team. Tom Thibodeau came in and literally helped turn around Julius Randle's career. I'm not giving Tibbs all the credit. Randle deserves most of the credit for that. But Julius Randle turned into an all-star and he turned into an all-NBA player when he started playing for Tom Thibodeau. And if you want to look at, you know, reasons for all these other things happening, that's a reason why, unfortunately, the Obi Toppin first-round pick didn't pan out. Yeah. Because as that was happening, the Knicks selected Obi Toppin in the first round. Toppin was the backup power forward to Randall, and he joined the team, unfortunately for him, at a time when Julius Randall turned into an all-star. So there were only like 11, 12, 13 minutes a game available for Obi Toppin, and he was never able to find his footing. So he unfortunately was collateral damage to Tom Thibodeau helping to turn around Randall's career. Yeah, and I think that's another thing uh, that hurt Julius Randall uh, in the eyes of some of the Knicks fans because here you come uh, with this young rookie what many people thought phenom local kid great story who can you know dunk and, and put highlight reels packages together like we've never seen before and he was stuck behind Julius Randle who, who fans already didn't like so that you know that combo was what what hurt his reputation with some of the Nick fans but we've seen man like the people who suggested you know, send Randall to the bench. Need more Obi Toppin minutes. What's Obi doing in, in Indiana? Watch the right game now? on Saturday, Ty. Just watch the game on Saturday. I, that Randall and Toppin will be matched up. Yeah. The Knicks are in Indiana to take on the Pacers. I've been waiting for this matchup for a while because I was in the garden for all those games. Randall would miss a shot. There are audible groans from the fans in the garden. Toppin gets off the bench to run to the scorer's table to check in, and people start cheering. Watch the game on Friday. Let's see what happens. He's going to take this personally. Just like he he did against the Lakers. Every time he plays the Lakers. I was telling you this last night when we were leaving on the elevator. I'm like, every single time the Lakers play the Knicks, Randall goes off. He He takes that personally, and he just destroys them. And I'm thinking, okay, Anthony Davis, one of the best bigs in basketball on both ends, defensively can give a lot of people issues. He's still <laughs> racking up points on him. It's amazing. He By takes the way, those o- things personally. OB Toppin is starting for the highest scoring team in the NBA, the Indiana Pacers. Best offensive rating in the NBA. And he NBA has history. played 29 games. He started 27 of them. He's averaging 11.9 points per game on a yeah. team that scores more than anybody in the NBA. I'm looking forward to that matchup uh, on Saturday. That'll be the, the third of this three-game road trip. Oklahoma City tonight, uh, Orlando on Friday, and then Indiana on Saturday. That will be the second night of a back-to-back. That's the Knicks preview driven by Ramsey Mazda. It's the experience of driving a new Mazda and buying a new Mazda from Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely. Choose Ramsey Mazda. Hey, when I'm getting ready for a game, I have to be prepared. I have my lineup cards, the latest team stats, and of course, my mug of Bigelow tea. For me, it's Bigelow Earl Grey with a smooth taste that keeps my voice in peak condition, even when the game goes into extra innings. I refuse to settle, and neither should you. No matter how hectic your day gets, grab your favorite Bigelow tea, take a moment just for you. So grab a mug of your favorite Bigelow tea, join the millions of fans that make Bigelow number one in New York. Bigelow tea, the official hot tea of the New York Yankees. 
Happy Holidays from Bay Ridge Honda, your go-to Honda dealer serving the five boroughs of New York. Their year-end price drop is counting down now. They have over 200 new 2024 Honda models in stock, all priced below MSRP. Shop Bay Ridge Honda, a 2022 President's Award winner at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. Available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. Must take same-day delivery. MSRP discounts not available on future or pre-sold inventory. See dealer for details. Ends 12-31-23. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy, hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Did you see this on ESPN TV, the the winner of the Duke's Mayo Bowl? No, I'm not watching that. I can't. I can't do it. The Duke's Mayo Bowl, the winning coach, what do you think happens to him? What do you think his reward is, his prizes? He has to get drowned in a, he, a, a batch of mayo. <laughs> that's disgusting. Mayo. It's awful. Oh, my God. That's like, terrible. You know how mad I would be if you, you threw Especially because you're walking away and you win the Duke's Mayo Bowl. So congratulations. You improved to like 7-5 and five <laughs> on the season. You know, maybe oh, if you can guarantee me a Rose Bowl win, you can douse me in mayo. Nah, I'm good. I'm good on the mayo. That just thinking about thinking about it makes me nauseous. North Carolina. That must have been a last year's Duke's mayo ball. I just saw because the game's just starting now. North Carolina and West Virginia. I mean, seriously, Mac Brown, right? Mac Brown has won a national championship. He's one of the greatest college coaches of the last thirty years, and he's coaching North Carolina now. You're telling me they're going to win tonight, and they're going <laughs> to douse Mac Brown with that, with mayonnaise? Come on, give me a break. <laughs> oh my God, do you remember? Guy this coached maybe ran- the greatest college football game of this century with Texas yeah. in 2006. Crazy. Uh, this it kind of reminds me of like you remember 2009 um, when the Yankees uh, in the midst of that championship run were hitting all these walk off home runs. Yes, and the pies. And they were doing the pies. I don't know if you remember the game where Posada got a walk off. Yes, and they smacked him in the face with pie, and you yeah. saw he was clearly he was annoyed. He was, he was well, not happy about that. So the funny thing about that season, and it never actually happened, but I always wondered what would have happened. 
You know who never got a walk-off hit that season? There's only one. Been, it couldn't it, have been Jeter. Jeter did not get a walk-off really? hit. Really? Wouldn't you? Because and Posada, not surprised that that was his reaction. Because Can Jeter, you, would I, have I to can't. Say, I can't imagine that Jeter wanted to get hit in the face with a pie at Yankee Stadium. You, yeah, you got to have a lot of uh, onions to take a take a pie and smack Jeter in the face yeah. with it. But I, yeah. I, I just vividly remember how awkward it was for me watching it. Yeah, Posada's got no interest in, in this. He he was annoyed because he's an old school guy, just yes, like he Jeter. He's and similar that, to Jeter, yeah. And that that's a new school thing, and it's also annoying to have pie all over your face. Who wants that, white stuff all over their face? Nick Swisher didn't <laughs> mind. <laughs> <laughs> Did he? Didn't he start it? It was AJ Burnett. Oh, Burnett started. It was Burnett's it. thing. Yeah, but it was yeah. funny. I always wondered what would have happened. If Jeter was in that position, getting interviewed on yes, there's yes, yes again. You know what? <laughs> had to bring them up again. Where's yes? Where's yes? Where's the yes knocker? <laughs> also, you remember when um, the Lakers were mired in this losing streak, and then they won a game, and then there's Nick Young and Robert Sacre, they're all celebrating, and Jimmy Kimmel brings Kobe on his show, and they're watching the <laughs> celebration, and and Jimmy Kimmel asks him, he's like, uh, would that have happened if you were on the bench? And Kobe just did, gave him a death stare. <laughs> Jacob, I know you remember that. Kobe just gave him a death stare. He's oh, absolutely. Like, a lot of, like, lot of similarities between Kobe and Jeter, including... Like, are you serious? The same amount of rings, too, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Same amount of rings. Five, five rings. Five rings each. All right, let's get back to the phone, shall we? 1-800-919-3776. Talking little Knicks ahead of their three-game road trip that begins tonight in Oklahoma City. Let's go to Spike in St. Pete. Spike, what's going on? Ty, you better be careful. This guy went to Regis High School, and you guys listening to you on and off, because I, I just can't listen to football. I, just, I can't listen to hours of football without two crappy teams, but that's my preference. Thank God for guys like Jose from Brooklyn who let me know who's on. But but bottom line is, uh, you guys sound, there's a nice edge between you. I really enjoy that. Uh, that your basketball-centric helps me. But uh, we can we can on a rainy day maybe you and Ty and get a couple of guys for a podcast. We could do three hours on Jordan and LeBron anytime you want. We Pat. could do it. We, yeah, we could. I I mop the floor with Pat O'Keefe. He he doesn't want the smoke. <laughs> he He's sitting to, there he in his to, office with all his notes. He doesn't want the smoke. He doesn't. Want listen, listen, have you ever I been mean, to Madison Square Garden? Do they let you in? Me? You? I was just there for uh, the Wimby game. Oh, he's, he's trying to – did you see what he's trying to wave his little credential in my face because he's been calling Nick games this year. I didn't so, know if you've yeah, ever gone not, to an NBA game. Well, I was going to take you to one. I was going to take you to your first. <laughs> well, he did, a, he did a terrific job. I sat in H24 for 30 years. It was great when it started at 12.50. When it got up to 2.50 a seat, I said, I'm gone. So, uh, But anyway, here's what I see on the road trip. Uh, Backcourt of Giddy and uh, SGA. SGA came out of Kentucky. Pat, you're good on this. The year after, two years before Maxi and Quickly. Uh, Quickly was 2020 draft and yeah, he was Shea 2018. was 2017. Oh, I thought it was 2018, okay. yeah. Okay, he was yeah, the Neil Aquina draft. Oh, oh, please, please spare me. <laughs> or was he, or was he the Kevin anyway, Knox I, draft? They, they all blend. He might have been the Kevin Knox draft. I, I had a guy. Kevin Knox was what, 2018? Yeah, that was the yeah. 2018 draft. It was 2018. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, it was 2018 was yep. SGA. Yep. So, 
some guy hits some guy hits me up last night. For my age, I keep up with it. And he goes, I said, look, the North Carolina train I, that's that started when I was a kid. And we, we all know the machinations of of the college thing. Now it's changing again. But he said something to me, and we could we could go over this another time. I think there are forty eight Kentucky guys in the NBA, and I think. 37 of them in rotations, you know, but uh, that's just life. It's one and done's, and uh, they're lacking something, but there's so much athleticism. But there are a lot of U.K. guys out in Calipari. Uh, that's what he does. He prepares them. It was those big guys that kept coming out. What was the guy with the three names? Real tall guy, blocked shots. He couldn't score in the middle about six, seven years ago. Oh, High Willie Cauley-Stein. Oh, Willie Cauley-Stein, yeah. yeah. What do you, what do you, you go got, with, the Kings? You, Sacramento, he was like the, the sixth Kings. man. Yeah, yeah the Kings. He, he was all over. You know, I think Sacramento's going to fall a little this year. Something, something's off with them. I don't know what it is. But anyway, here's my point. The, the backcourt of SGA and Giddy. Giddy's really good. He really is a good player, notwithstanding the sidebar stuff. Did he have a triple-double against the Knicks at the Garden last year? Yep. Giddy? Yeah. He scored 145 points against him. <laughs> yeah, remember that. Yeah, he's... Yeah, I, I I have trouble with that basketball. But but my buddy told me this morning, he says, you know, we gotta we gotta take into consideration the game drops about fifteen, seventeen percent in points scored for the playoffs. They tighten things up for a lot. That's when they change a rule during you know, in the off season and they enforce palming or traveling for twelve games, you know, in, in the summer league. I'm just thinking this is a tough game tonight. Uh they played last night, didn't they? Uh, yeah. Okay, see? Yeah, they beat they Minnesota. They they beat Minnesota handily last night. So this could be, and we appreciate the call, Spike. This could be, uh, not to discredit the Knicks if they win this game, but it, it could be a scheduled loss for Oklahoma City. Coming off of a back-to-back, the Knicks you know, haven't played since Monday. Uh, so I, I I expect them to uh, to win. I, I shouldn't say expect them to win this game. OKC is the better team. I expect them to be in position to win. And uh, if if it is, you know, Jalen Brunson in crunch time, he's one of the best in the NBA. So that that's that's the key for the Knicks. Well, you can yeah. say this about a lot of teams, but you if it's close late, you have a guy who you know can close the deal. Well, so do the Thunder. So that's why it'll be an interesting matchup today. Yeah. And, of course, you know, Brunson well, and Brunson won't be guarding Shea Gilgis Alexander that much. That won't be his assignment. But uh, obviously, that would be advantage SGA. But on the flip side of things, who does Oklahoma City have that's gonna gonna stop Jalen? Look, Jalen's better in crunch time probably than anybody. But Shea's as good as any guard in the NBA right now, getting to the free throw line. Yeah, so like I said earlier, he's he's. Was he? He's one of the MVP candidates right now. It's it's Embiid, it's Jokic, and maybe three is SGA. He, yeah, he Luca's in there. Um, yeah, Luca had fifty on Christmas against yeah. my boy KD. But um, if KD's yeah, team was better, he'd be in there. Uh, that same KD that uh, beat your team on that Sunday at the Garden. My team, which team is 26th? my team? The one I announced uh, for? Yeah, the team you announced. I'm not, for. I'm not sitting there, you know, wearing a Patrick Ewing jersey uh, while I'm the, doing the game. St- my it's team. still, it's still my the team. team that you announced for. They it's did. still the yes, team that Kevin Durant didn't play that game, by the way. If they so. win a championship, wouldn't you get a ring? I don't know. Actually, that's a good question. I'd love a ring. So it'd be your. How cool would that be? Too bad it's not going to happen. Let me check my contract. <laughs> another 60 years I'm, I'm just playing Knicks fans don't get mad at me I'm just having some fun 60, it wasn't 60 I'm years I'm rooting for y'all let's go to Jose in Brooklyn Jose what's going on good evening Pat and Ty shout out to the company and I see you got the all-star crew with Anthony and Jacob on hand uh, just uh, uh, and, and, and Ty well there you go with the, with the Nick talk man why, why, why you gotta you know rub it in but here it is um 
The I, as you saw my tweet earlier, um, I, I wanted to talk about the NFL and the NFL drafting, and you know Anthony kind of pretty much sniffed out my, you know my main complaint, which is kind of like the over evaluation of the processes and seeing you know that the quarterback is you know the proverbial crapshoot. I don't really see any quarterback this year being that difference maker or that game changer. So it's, it's so it, I, I don't know if it would be the right decision for Dayball to hitch, hitch himself to a quarterback if he doesn't truly believe in it. And if there is another better option that could fit the team better, whether it's a, a defensive piece or possibly a Marvin Harrison Jr., why not go that route and, you know, get yourself a bona fide you know, number one target and see if that, you know, possibly helps things on the offensive end because we, we they never really had that, you know, type of piece. So that was just the the the, the thought process I wanted to throw out there. Thank you for your time, guys. I appreciate the call, Jose. Uh, Pat, so when I say, and I, I'm, maybe I'm not articulating myself correctly. Chances are. <laughs> but when I say that the Giants have to, to draft a quarterback, the, the, the premise is that Dable, the offensive mind of the operation, is in love with said quarterback. I am not suggesting that the Giants should draft someone who they don't love. That, like, I feel like that's obvious, but maybe i got to explain it. Of course, if you don't love the guy, you don't take him. What I'm saying is if you are in position and the only you know hesitancy or reservation you have is uh, let's give Daniel Jones another shot, let's get an offensive tackle, let's get a receiver, to me, no. The tie has to go to the guy that you believe can be your franchise quarterback going forward because it allows you to reset the clock. It allows Dable to have his imprints on him from, from, from week one. And then you roll with that and hope that you can create a contender. I just don't think that Daniel Jones going forward in this division especially is the answer. I think your your point, I got your point, is predicated on that guy being available. And what I'm saying is outside of the top three quarterbacks, obviously the top two we've heard about all year, Drake May uh, and Caleb Williams, and now the Heisman Trophy winner, Jaden Daniels from LSU, who's awesome and like he's you know he is he as big as Anthony Richardson no but he can run all over the field I think he's got a more accurate arm Anthony Richardson proved in a four game sample size with the Colts before getting hurt that he could be a really good NFL quarterback Daniels isn't as big has a more accurate arm I think he could be a real interesting piece but I, I also think that you have to understand the very realistic possibility that where the Giants pick this year none of those three guys are going to be available and I think anyone outside of those three guys yeah Dayball may love him but if he loves him at number five I think that's a really significant reach well, yes, it, 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 it's a reach only if you don't believe in Dable. If, if Dable decides that whoever he's taking at five, the quarterback, um, is someone he loves and he can groom and develop, like who are we to, before seeing it, disagree? Like we've seen this guy three times over develop quarterbacks. So right now we have to afford him that benefit of the doubt. We can say it's a reach, but if he believes this is the second coming of, you know, Burrow or Mahomes, like all he needs to do is mold him into that guy, then we got to watch it unfold. The only thing, too, I would throw in there is they still got a chance to move up, Pat. 
Uh, depending on what yes. happens with Washington and with New England now, it's more it's specifically tough. New England, I think. Yeah, New England, it's tough because they, they play the Bills and then the Jets. You know what they say about the Jets? That's just a, an L waiting to happen. But a lot of things about the Jets. <laughs> they, they got a, they've got a shot at, at moving up in, in the in the draft. And if they got a chance to, to get that guy, you go get him. This division, man, I, people are down on the Eagles. They make fun of the Cowboys. <laughs> Giant fans, y'all, they have been whooping y'all for years. For years. So say what you want about their lack of playoff success. Like we know the Eagles won the Super Bowl, but say what you want about the Cowboys' lack of playoff success or how down you are this year about the Eagles. We've seen them for years kick your ass. So you got to get a quarterback that's going to help elevate you so that you can at least be competitive with these teams. It's Don LaGreca here for Ramsey Mazda. This is the season. The season to save at Ramsey Mazda during the season of inspiration sales event, like a new 2024 Mazda CX-90 for $399 a month or a new 2024 Mazda CX-30 for $199 a month. Find your new Mazda now at Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely. Choose Ramsey Mazda. Call 833-853-2970 for details. Zero security deposit. VIN R113-8486 and RM614713. MSRP 41045 26,645. Tax title registration extra ends 1224. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. All right, so we started the show with the news that Brian Dayball had announced he's going back to Tyrod Taylor as the Giants' starting quarterback this Sunday when they take on the Rams, the playoff hopeful Rams at MetLife Stadium. You know, a lot of the conversation today, Ty, has centered around the uncertainty of the Giants quarterback situation heading forward. I think we're pretty set on the the Jets quarterback situation. I think that that's for next year. For next year, we're good. It's going to be Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) I mean, now it's just we've seen the last of Zach Wilson, right? Uh, I think so. That that Houston Texans performance is going to be the last highlight he ever has. Thirty it, points in the it second. It made him half. some money. That that performance made him some money going forward. Maybe uh, he he'll go to another team. I'm, I'm not quite buying into this idea that someone's going to you know uncover that the hidden talent and completely unlock him because there were people saying that about Sam Darnold once he left and I get you know even Geno Smith has had some success but there were multiple stops to get there went to the Giants went to the Chargers and now he's found a home with Seattle I don't think that's going to happen but for the Jets what's scary Pat is like we can we can look ahead to next season be excited about the potential of an improved offensive line better weapons, this defense once again being top five. Every single time Aaron Rodgers drops back for a snap, you're going to be holding your breath. Every single time he gets taken down, a tackle, a sack, he goes to the ground. You're going to be wondering, is he going to get up? And you're going to have to live with that 
for an entire what you hope is you know 22 23 weeks next season and you sign up for it because it gives you the best chance to win but it's not going to be a fun season in that regard Jets announced this afternoon that tackle Dwayne Brown is on IR. Tight end Zach Kuntz has been added to the active roster. Kicker Austin Seibert has been added to the practice squad. That, I think we can safely say, will end the Dwayne Brown tenure with the Jets, which didn't have the most desired effects. 1-800-919-3776. Let's get a call in here. Let's go to Raf in the car. Hey, Raf. Hey, guys. Ty, Pat. I always appreciate you. Thank you for always answering me on Instagram. No doubt, uh, I think both teams will need to draft a quarterback. I know everyone's still stuck on the Aaron Rodgers train, you especially, Ty. <laughs> but I think if the Jets can get a good enough placement, I think it's a deep enough class that they should redshirt the actual freshman that they draft. It's not going to happen, right? Uh, I, I agree. I don't think it's going to happen, sadly. Uh, which means they should just draft uh, a big boy up front to protect Aaron and then the future quarterbacks. Uh, But I think the Giants absolutely need to go out of their way and draft wherever they can uh, Jaden Daniels. I I don't want to see him there as a diehard LSU fan and a Jets fan, but I think if he is still on the board, he should be their guy to look at. He's He's very comparable to... I think, I, I think I think that could. Well, we don't know where it's all going to. Jaden Daniels is not yeah. getting past Washington. What if Washington is in position to pick one of the top two guys? And, and Raph, well, was, thanks for the call. I'm saying if, as presently constructed. If Arizona um, goes, Arizona could stick with Kyler Murray and pick Marvin Harrison Jr. That would be and a that bad kicks decision. the quarter. Well, it, well, yeah, that would be the first one that Arizona's ever made. Then, um, <laughs> and mean, then you put clauses into this guy's contract about video games. So yeah, we get it. But he's he's about- all, but we we just talked and joked about the the lack of depth at the quarterback position throughout the NFL. He could still play. I understand he's not perfect, but as soon as he came back, they turned into a more representative football team. Yeah, but it's time to move on, man. Like this, it's not working. It's not working, and you're you're going to pass up potentially drafting someone who can be better than him. The and Giants, where they pick, will be at least it wouldn't be that much of a leap, right? They'll, they'll have to move up what one or two spots to get a Jaden Daniels at the most. So the Giants are at least in striking distance. It's obviously a lot easier to move up where you need to if you're already starting at five or six, which is where the Giants probably will be. The Jets can't draft a quarterback in the first no. round. Give me, the, yeah. Aaron Rodgers just went through that. That's what like started his, his separation with, with the Green Bay, Bay yeah. Packers. They did oh, the same thing with the, Jordan Love. He was in the middle of a championship window. He's winning MVPs. And, and they pick his successor. Guy. I would have yeah, been pissed you, you too. Tra- and, and he traded up to traded draft up. Jordan Love. That's right. So the Jets can't do that because best case scenario, this guy doesn't play a single snap next year. You can't have your first round pick not play at all. And then you don't have a second round pick that that would just be lunacy. Thanks for listening to the Michael K show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don and Peter live weekday afternoon, starting at three on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.